Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Close Up Top Radio, the unique internet broadcast series that brings you together with some of the most amazing, important, and interesting individuals from the worlds of business, industry, travel, art, and entertainment, from company owners, CEOs, and presidents, to the technical wizards behind the scenes who create the magic that make their company's products and services so special. Here is your opportunity to hear firsthand the fascinating stories of how it all happened from those who actually made it possible. This is Close Up Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Close Up Talk Radio. I'm Doug Llewellyn, your host, and it's a real pleasure to have you with us today, as it is every time you join us. You know that. This is going to be a pretty fascinating uh, discussion this afternoon. We're going to be talking about the subject of addiction and what you can do to uh, help out if you have that problem or someone in your family does. And we're talking about all kinds of addictions, whether it's drugs, alcohol, gambling, or sex. And as I understand it, all addictions actually begin as solutions. They are stress reducers. And in order for a successful recovery process to take root, the fundamental emotional need served by the behavior has to be addressed. And that is something they specialize in at the facility our guest is the director of. We're going to be talking to the director of the Chatsworth Pavilion. It's in Canada, in Montreal. And it's a rather unique facility, the way they treat addiction and people who suffer from addictions. And we're going to find out exactly what makes it different and why they're so successful at what they do. The Chatsworth Pavilion is an addiction rehabilitation center, and it's really known for its unique three-week residential recovery program, which maximizes treatment by making the group a central component of the treatment. And when I say group, it's a, a group of small, a really small group, a closed group treatment model at Chatsworth. Uh, it's not available anywhere else. The model plus a small group size, at the most seven participants and never more than three clients per counselor are the ingredients that make Chatsworth so unique. The primary objective there is superior quality of program and care received. So let us bring on our guest now, Richard Hoffman, the director of the Chatsworth Pavilion in Montreal, and explore this whole facility. Uh, Richard, welcome. Good afternoon. It's nice to have you with us. How are you today? Well, it's nice to be with you, Doug. I'm very well, thank you. Listen, this is a subject that we talk about quite occasionally here on close-up talk radio we've interviewed lots of people who have had problems we we interview counselors who treat uh, people who suffer from addictions um, and occasionally we'll talk someone you know at a facility like yours where people go and they go away for a period of time to get treatment and that seems to be something that so many people have to do they they can't kind of do it on their own or they have real difficulties Tell me from your perspective, and I know you've been in this field for a long time, you have a lot of background in it, you're extremely knowledgeable. What, what do you do there at Chatsworth that is so different from what other programs do? I mean, to, to begin with, obviously, it's the three-week program that people hear and they say, golly, that really is different. It is different, isn't it? Absolutely. It's unique. Most treatment centers want to maximize bed utilization. And so they have what I call a revolving door admission-discharge policy. It also makes it very easy for people to be admitted. You can call and say, I need to come in, and they say, come in tomorrow. And so you can come in at any time. What it does, however, therapeutically, 
is that it poses a challenge to the therapeutic team. Uh, you know, the, the, the didactic presentations, the individual counseling, the group therapy is all disjuncted. And very often in these facilities, a person could start their group with, you know, a certain group of people surrounding them and finish their time surrounded by a whole new group of people. At Chatsworth, we eliminate that. We have start dates, very specific start dates, where people will come in on that start date and then the program starts. Once it starts, no one else can join. And this allows us a tremendous luxury in the treatment world. It allows us to actually design the flow of the program. It allows us to maximize on the synergy of, of building up from one day to another by preparing people for what's coming up the next day because there is a designed flow. Also, as you mentioned, the group, the therapeutic alliance, the, the, the trust, the bond that happens within a very small group, once they introduce themselves to each other, they roll up their sleeves and they're ready to work. And there is no more reintroducing yourself yet to the newcomer and again to the newcomer and again to the newcomer. So we really get to do, in a shorter amount of time, a lot more work. Now, our program is not for everyone, of course. For instance, right. we don't do any detox on site. So we, we ask that people come detox. We can refer people to detox centers, and then they come. But our program is really designed for the higher-functioning addicts and alcoholics, the, the CEOs, the professionals, the students at school, that at university level that are perhaps just starting in their addictions. And detox is not a, a critical component or a needed component yet. And so for them, three weeks is very manageable. And because we work the way we work, we can get a lot done in three weeks. So for someone who, who has a serious addiction problem, and let's say there's been a family intervention saying you've got to control this, you have to do something, you've got to go into to a place for treatment. Uh, if they were to call Chatsworth, for example, and, and when you say this is a seven-week program, my assumption is it's like every two months you begin a new program. Would that be right? We start, yeah, we start a new program about every five weeks. So we're, we're, we, have, uh, we run ten programs a year, uh, okay. and they're split by about two weeks between uh, because our staff works very intensely with the, 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 the clients. Uh, we're one of those centers where there's senior staff on site from 8.30 in the morning till 11, 11.30 at night. So, well, I, I guess the point of my question was, if somebody does finally agree, all right, I'm going to go into to a facility, if they called you, I mean, if they called Chatsworth, and you said, well, we, we have to, it's going to be four weeks before our next program opens up, yes. how, do you, how do you handle that with the, the folks on the phone? To, um, I mean, you know, do you say, what do you recommend that they do until you have an opening and they can come in? Uh, if they're ready to go into treatment right then, then and there, uh, yes. that well, seems to me a present a problem for them, wouldn't it? Yes, absolutely, and and that's why I say we're not for everyone. Uh, okay. You know, we're, we're not the most user-friendly program, that's for sure. However, okay. what we do with these people is, first of all, we need to assess whether they do or do not need detox. 
we then want them to be able to start therapy. So we, we recommend a therapist in their community. We work with a whole network across the states. And, and we get them started so that they at least are starting some process until the time that they need to come in. However, if they really need to go right now somewhere else, we strongly yeah. recommend that they do so, of course. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the difference uh, in the amount of time because uh, most treatment facilities you hear they're either 30 days or 60 days, and so of course some are even longer. Fifty, three weeks is seemingly rather short. Now I understand that you've got clientele. It's a group, and it, obviously they become a very tight knit group when they're yeah. you know when they're together. What happens during that three week period? Talk to me a little bit about the procedure you go through with them. Well, what happens is, first of all, they all discover why they're here. Why you know they discover from each other why is it that they're here, what brought them here, and their similarities. And although they may present different addictions and different primary addictions, the bottom line is they have a need to medicate. And this is where we put the focus on what is your need to medicate? Why is it that you have this inner need, unmanageable need to medicate with whatever it is that you're medicating with? And once we establish that common ground, then what needs to happen is to explore emotionally where it's anchored. And this is where, you know, I say we perform emotional surgery in a, in a way because we need to do some psychological archaeology. We need to be able to dig up where their need to medicate is anchored and then allow it to be reframed and give them a solution to be able to handle that situation without needing to medicate. You see, if you address only the medicating, you're really addressing only the addiction. But if you address the need to medicate, what is it that makes you need to, you know, evade your, your, your feelings, your emotions? What is it that makes you want to run away from your stress? What is it that makes it that you're not able to handle the stress? What are you lacking? When you address these components, you're then giving them the real tools to actually replace the medicator. Okay. Yeah. What, what, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. It, it was just to say that, it, and, and as they go through the program together, they learn these tools. They learn to practice them here on site, and they get to actually explore their situations. And because we specialize in working with small groups, you know, maximum seven, because we, we, we specialize in working with small groups, they really do get the individual time that they need, and they do get the attention that they need. And this to us is very important, you know, that, that rather than having units of, you know, 25 people with, you know, three counselors, we have a unit of seven people with four counselors. And, and that people get the time that they need to be able to explore their pain and bring about the healing that needs to be brought so that that process can really be started effectively. But most important is to give them the tools to bring home with them so that they can continue working on their recovery. At the outset, I mentioned different forms of addiction. Um, I mean, with, be it drugs, alcohol, gambling, even sexual addiction. Do you, are, are people who suffer from various forms of addiction altogether uh, in the group? I mean, could you have someone who is a, a gambling addict versus an alcoholic, uh, you know, and a sex addict all in treatment at the same time together? Yes, absolutely. Uh, and it works again, well. Okay. It works well because, again, the model that we work with, first of all, wants to address what we call the four core addictions. So when you have 
a lack of access to your inner strength of being and there's something within you that is not handling stress of life properly and you develop a need to medicate you also develop what we call the four core addictions and, and, and here I say to people, if you're somewhat allergic to the word addiction, it's basically an exaggerated, unmanageable need. And so people develop, dysfunctional people develop an exaggerated need for security, control, sensation, and suffering. And these are the four cores that you know, people will then recognize. They say, oh yeah, I recognize myself in this. I, I, I identify. And, and then they realize that the alcohol is just the medicator. Now, you know, we really didn't invent this. I mean, even in Alcoholics Anonymous, they say alcohol is but a symptom, you know? There's an right. underlying cause, right? So it's right. not as if we invented something, but we do take it seriously that, yes, the medicator is, of course, has to be addressed in the most serious way, but it has to always be respected as what just what it is, a medicator. And so whether you are pre-wired in your brain to respond to alcohol or whether you respond to cocaine or whether you respond to marijuana or whether you respond to chocolate cake or gambling or workaholism, whatever it is that you, you will, will do it for you, this is what you will turn to in order to medicate your dis-ease with yourself. And when you're not at ease with yourself and you're not at ease with life, you then have this unmanageable need to medicate this disease. And this is where the medicators are coexisting and, and interactive and, and, and actually very often pair up, as a matter of fact. And so whether they be behavioral medicators, you know, or whether they be chemical medicators, uh, fundamentally it, it all comes down to being chemical. Because if you take shopping, for instance, you know, people say, I'm a shopaholic. Right. What, they really, what they really are seeking is the release of norepinephrine in the brain that you get from the, 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 the high of shopping, of hunting. So when you go hunting, your brain releases norepinephrine and adrenaline and some analgesics, and, and it gives you a slight high. Now, people will tell you this in a very anecdotal way. They'll say, you know, when I feel a little down, you know what I do? I just go to the mall and shop around. I don't even really have to buy anything. It's just, you know, just change my surroundings a bit. I just go shop around a bit. But what they're not realizing is that by shopping, they're hunting. And by hunting, they're releasing norepinephrine in their brain. So in reality, one could say that a, a shopaholic is fundamentally a norepinephrine addict. So it all really does come down to, to, to chemicals. Uh, I understand. You know, I understand this is a very emotional experience for the people who go through this process. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. Very emotional. I mean, and, and, but, but, you know, it's made very safe. Uh, and this is why, you know, people ask, why do I have to go away? Why do I have to go to a residential program to do this? And we say because, you know, it, it, you can only do so much in an outpatient facility, you know. You can only do so much where you go for a one-hour meeting with your, your therapist, they open you up emotionally, they play around with what's hurting you, then they zip you up and say, go home. Here... Mm -hmm. 
we give you an opportunity to be in a safe environment where you can really explore the grief and the sadness, the shame, the embarrassment, all of the different um, all of the different emotions that need to be addressed and that healing needs to be brought to. When you're an addict, when you live the life of an addict, you, you, you end up accumulating a lot of embarrassment, a lot of shame, uh, a lot of anger, a lot of fear, a lot of insecurity, and all of these emotions need to be explored and need to be brought into the light. And so, yes, it is very emotional, but it doesn't mean it's, it's scary. And, and, and I know that sometimes we, we tend to think it, you know, they go together, but we can allow for a situation to present itself so that you can go and explore your emotions without having to be afraid of doing it. And that is where you're supported and, and, and it's done within boundaries of respect and love and you feel safe doing it. And, and I presume these people get very close being in the group. I, I mean, they're opening up their lives to each other. They know everybody's problems and situation, don't they, by the time they've gone through this? Absolutely, absolutely. They know each other very well. They, they'll often say that they know each other better than, than their own families know them. And, right. uh, you know, but, you know, it, it, it's, it's also very important for us to mention that we don't, we don't create any... Uh, what I would call, uh, um, you know, uh, emotional uh, situation where we would go in and, and, and hurt the person by opening up a strong box that they've created for themselves that, um, that they need to keep locked, you know. Very often people will have these situations where, you know, um, there's some emotion that they need to lock up inside themselves because they're not ready to deal with it, you know. And, and then when, they, when, when we help them become ready, then they're able to start dealing with it. For listeners so if, who, who are wondering what goes on, do me a favor. Give me a, an idea of what a typical day in treatment might be like for someone at, at Chatsworth. Well, wake up, is, wake up is at around 7 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And, of course, then they get ready for you know, breakfast and all and, and uh, morning group. And then after the morning group, they go on to um, wellness. We have a, a physical wellness uh, a trainer that takes care of that. And uh, and then there's lunch. So that takes care of the morning. Morning group is about is wellness, hours. Is wellness like like exercise? I mean, you physically, you know, is yep. that what you, that's what you're talking about? Okay. Yes. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. We have a physical wellness trainer that comes in and works with the clients so that they can, you know, and develops, helps them develop and develops with them a personalized training program. Okay. Which is very important. So that it's not, again, everything that we want to do here at Chatsworth is very individualized, you know. And so he will develop a program with each person so that it matches their need and their abilities and whatnot. Um, then, of course, there's lunch. After lunch, there's a time to meet with the psychologist and the counselors on staff. And then there's the afternoon group, which is uh, usually a class, lecture, or group combined. Uh, and then after dinner. After dinner, we continue. We work after dinner with, again, either group or class, or we go to 12-step fellowships. So we try to That's what go... I was going to say, that's another one of my questions. Do you kind of follow along and, and, and uh, support or, you know, favor the 12-step program and get people involved in that, like AA? 
Absolutely. You know, the best results, in, and, you know, research after research has indicated that the best results are obtained when you combine effective psychotherapy with 12-step support, okay. uh, with fellowships, you know. And so, yeah, we're very strong on that. And, uh, you know, one of my, one of my little pet peeves with, with many treatment centers in, in the States is that they say that they're 12-step based, but when you interview their clients as they come out of their program, they've spent 60 days there, you realize that they really haven't gone much further than the third step of the 12-step program. Uh, so we're, we're a little different in that also. We want to make sure that by the time you leave here, you actually do have a very good appreciation on how to live the steps of the 12-step program. And I make that distinction because a lot of times you'll hear people talk about, you know, working the steps. But in our opinion, here at Chatsworth, you don't work them as much as you live them. This is a lifestyle. And you learn to live the steps. Uh, the best analogy I can give you for that would be the Ten Commandments, you know. You wouldn't think of someone saying, uh, you know, I'm working with my priest uh, this month and uh, I'm going to be working on my fourth commandment. You don't work a commandment, you, you live it. You incorporate it into a way of life. And the 12 steps here at Chatsworth, we go through the 12 steps so that we make sure that the person appreciates how to live each step. And it's very important for us that the person actually understands what the step is about, what it asks, and what the benefit of each step is. You know, if you... If you appeal to a person's intellect and you win their intellect over, that's a great ally. You know, once they understand, instead of saying, just do it because everybody else is doing it, because, you know, look, it worked for Harry, but to go a step further and to say, let me help you understand and really appreciate what the benefit of this step is and why you should want to live it, you know? And, and, and in that sense, here at Chatsworth, the focus is always on helping people fall in love with the idea of being well and fall in love with the idea of living a good life. And, and once you ignite that spark, then when you present to them you know, the, uh, the, the recipe of what they need to do, you basically got them to a point where they want to do it. And they're not doing it because they need to, they're doing it because they really want to. Yeah, so important. We're uh, we're talking with Richard Hoffman. Richard is the director of the Chatsworth Pavilion uh, facility in Montreal. And uh, if you're interested, uh, there is a terrific website where you can get a lot of information about the pavilion and the program and how to contact them. Let me give you that address. It's Chatsworth, C-H-A-T-S-W-O-R-T-H, pavilion, P-A-V-I-L-L-I-O-N.com. Just like it sounds, ChatsworthPavilion.com, located in Montreal. Richard, is there any advantage um, to having this program in Canada rather than in the U.S.? I'm just wondering. Well, a lot of our clientele, especially our professional clientele, you know, the, the, uh, the lawyers and uh, the CEOs, the business people, uh, one of the things they appreciate, of course, is, you know, our fee is, is, is quite reasonable uh, compared to... Uh, you know, we would fall into what would be called a boutique treatment center, you know, small groups, very 
um, very specialized work, you know. Uh, anything that would come close to what we do in the States would cost upwards of $45,000, $50,000 for 28 days. And we come yeah. in at 26000 U.S., 28000 Canadian. So, yeah. you know, for, for what you're getting, the fee is very reasonable. And they are willing, most of our clients are willing to pay out of pocket since insurance won't cover it because they also appreciate the fact that by coming to Chatsworth, you're not in the U.S. medical system. So you see a lot of families, for instance, have a college kid that got, you know, mixed up with drugs and, 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 and uh, you know, has demonstrated and, 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 you know, basically met the criteria of being addicted and needs help. But since it's this, this, this young person's, you know, young adult's first treatment, you say to yourself, well, okay, you know, uh, if we put it in the system, it'll follow him or her as they go along in life. So if we send them to Chatsworth, it's not in the American system. The person gets the help they need, they get the recovery they need, and their files are clean. So the confidentiality is one reason, you know. But of course, yeah. Of course, the the other thing is that in 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 the states, um, most states have very strict laws of how you go about treating. And so you could be licensed for chemical dependency, and if, you, if you're licensed for chemical dependency, you're not supposed to do any trauma work. Uh, so for instance, if you have a client that says, uh, I'm an alcoholic, but I was raped by my uncle when I was 14 years old, well, hang on a second, we're gonna help you with your alcohol addiction, but this other issue, you're gonna need to go somewhere else for that because we're just licensed for chemical dependency. Uh, at Chatsworth, we here uh, in Canada, one of the things that, that it allows us to do is to um, bring this population in and, and get them psychological help uh, at the same time as we're addressing their, their chemical dependency. And so um, there are benefits to the treatment itself, there's benefits to the confidentiality, and of course, uh, price-wise also, because uh, even the bigger units in, in the States, whether it be Hazelden or Betty Ford or Sierra Tucson, you're looking at upwards of $35,000 or so. So at 26, you know, we come in, you know, quite reasonable. And people say, you know, when they ask, well, how, how can you do, how can you offer such a great product for so little? And they say, well, it's, it's in Canada. That's why. We, we don't have well, the same uh, rules. Yeah, but not only that, but you're you're like in half the time that the other programs are functioning. Because uh, a lot of people go away for you know thirty, forty-five days. You're doing it in three weeks, twenty-one days. Yeah. Can yep. from your experience, I mean, I and I highly respect you, and I you know I know you guys do really great work. But some people, I'm sure, are saying, can you really get people straightened out in a three-week period? Is it possible? Talk to me about your success stories. Well, well, here's the deal. I, I always say to people, if you're going to do just Chatsworth, just the three weeks and nothing else, don't bother. Don't, don't do it. Don't, don't waste your time and money. Chatsworth was designed to uh, offer treatment to a specific clientele 
a clientele that does not necessarily need to go away for 60 days residential. And when I look at certain professionals, for instance, that are very functional, they get up in the morning, they go work. Yes, they might have a cocaine addiction, they might have an alcohol addiction or a gambling addiction, and, and they're basically hurting themselves, and they're hurting their lives, and all this is undeniable, but the truth of the matter is they're functional, and they actually get up and go to work and earn their paycheck. And I say to myself, well, okay, this person, every day that they're away from work costs them money. So why don't we design a program where the residential component is shortened, but it must be complemented with an outpatient program, a robust outpatient program. So rather than doing 90 days residential with very little outpatient, why don't we do 21-day, three-week residential with a lot of outpatient? And, and quite frankly, our success rate is very good because by doing it this way, by doing the, 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 the three-week residential component, which is, you know, just what's needed, uh, we work with a lot of psychologists that appreciate our program because they're working with clients that, you know, are professionals and, and they seem to be able to put two, three weeks together clean and sober, then they relapse, then they put another two, three weeks together and they relapse. And after a while they realize, okay, you know what, you, you really wouldn't need to go to Chancellor for three weeks. You get that residential component done and then we continue with the outpatient, with a robust outpatient, and we, we basically are able to then hold that person's hand and support them for at least nine months you know, on an outpatient right. basis or six months. And we we get very good results that way with that clientele. But of well, course, that's great there is news. You know, Richard, I hate to interrupt you, but we have, in effect, we've run out of time. I tell you what, you're going to be back with us again next week at the same time. We're going to yes. explore that aftercare program, okay, because obviously that is really a very important element, and we really haven't touched on that yet. Thank you so much. It's been delightful chatting with you. Richard Hoffman from the Chatsworth Pavilion Rehabilitation Facility in Montreal. Richard, thank you so much. We'll talk again thank next you, week, okay? Thank you're you very, very much. Very thank welcome. You. And that'll wrap it up for today, everybody. I'm Doug Llewellyn. Nice to have you with us. Again, we'll be back with Richard uh, from Chatsworth Pavilion in Montreal next week at this same time. That is 12 noon on the 15th. Look forward to having you with us then. All right. Take care. Have a great day, everybody. Bye for now. <laughs>